You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Let's talk about nurturing your audience. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food, of course. And this is part of a three-part series where we're talking a little bit about sales. This is part two in the series. So if you want to go back an episode to listen to part one, where we're talking about increasing your reach, you can. But today we're talking about nurturing your audience. And I want to take a little bit of time to talk to you about making people feel appreciated and loved and part of a community because People buy from people who they trust. People buy from people who they know and who they like. Um, We buy from people. And you've probably heard that a million times, but there is definitely truth to the story. But if your audience doesn't feel nurtured, if they don't feel like they know you or that you care about them or that they mean something in some way, they're unlikely to throw their money at you because someone else on the internet somewhere else will be making them feel like they're cared for or feel like they belong or feel like they're part of a community and they will go there instead. So that's kind of why I want to talk to you about nurturing your audience. When we come to course sales, I think what happens is we build a course and we build a sales page and it's one of those, um, you know, build it and they will come moments. And just about every course creator I've ever worked with suddenly realized that build it and they will come doesn't work. So what you've got to do is increase your reach and build an audience. But having an audience is one thing and nurturing them and making them feel like they mean something is another thing. I come across a lot of people who have audiences, who have email lists, who have Facebook pages, who have Instagram followings, who have groups, but they're just not nurturing those people and making them feel loved and appreciated. And if you could do a little bit of time to do that, then that will help. Please note here when I'm talking about these things, I don't mean that you have to have a huge reach. Sure, numbers help, but let's say you have an email list of 100 people. You imagine putting 100 people in a room together. That's one hell of a party. It's not a small number of people. That's a big gathering. And if those are all people who feel that they understand what you're trying to do, who get you, who feel appreciated by you, that's one hell of a gathering. And so that's what I want you to think about when you're thinking about your reach and your audience and looking after them. They're not just numbers. These are real people on the other end of a mobile or a laptop who are reading your emails, who are reading your blog posts, who want to feel like you get them and you understand them. So nurturing your audience, what can you do to nurture your audience? Well, the first thing you can do is show up. Now, I'm not going to put a caveat on that because it really depends on how that works for you. What does that look like for you? I'll be honest that I'm not great at showing up on social media all the time. And I often look at other people who are there regularly, who are in the stories you know, several times a day, who are posting daily, who are doing all these sorts of things. And I, I often judge myself and feel like I'm not doing enough, who I'm not doing well enough. But the truth is I show up in my own ways. I email my list on a weekly basis. The weekly wrap goes out weekly, funnily enough. I show up regularly, semi-regularly on social media, but I show up where my audience is and I build connections so that they know who I am. And so that's what I want to say for you. Part one is show up, but I want that to look like how that works for you. So perhaps it's increasing your posts from never to two times a week. Perhaps that's posting a story once because you just never posted one. It doesn't have to be all the places all the time, but you do have to be there 
some of the time. Otherwise, people aren't going to get to know you and, and really get to understand you. So have a little bit of a reflection on what you're currently doing and think about are you really showing up for your audience? And if you could do that one step further, if you could do that in a slightly different way, how would that be for you? Step two, then you can offer value-based content. So rather than just being in Instagram stories all the time or sharing your coffee or all of those sorts of things, your audience is looking to see value from you. They're looking to learn from you. There are lots of ways you can share value-based content. That might be a blog, might be a podcast like this, might be Facebook Lives, might be webinars. But what they want to do is they want to learn from you. It's because they want to trust what you're saying. So if I share value-based content like a podcast like this, then you get a feeling for who I am. I show up regularly, so you get to trust me. You get to hear my voice. You get to feel like you know me. And you get to listen to me telling you about courses. So hopefully you think that I kind of know what I'm talking about by the end of this stuff. It's the same for your audience. They want to know that they can trust you. They want to know that you know what you're talking about. And value-based content helps them do that. So that might be long-form social media posts, blog posts, podcasts, whatever it is. But in some way, you should be giving your audience regular, longer-form, value-based content. If you're not doing that at the moment, you cannot do all of those things at once. But really think about what you can do semi-regularly. So if you blog, do you blog regularly? Perhaps you can start releasing something fortnightly that goes to sharing the information that you know and increasing value for your audience. If you podcast, are you podcasting regularly? It's those sorts of questions. Again, I'm never going to give you a one prescriptive answer here because I've done lots of things over time and different things have worked at different times. I'm genuinely enjoying recording the podcasts at the moment, which is why I'm sticking with this. Before that, I wrote a lot of blog posts. I was blogging weekly for nearly five years and I have um, about 400. No, there's many more than that. There are a lot of, of blog posts on my website. I think there's over 500 blog posts there now. So you know what, go with the season, go with what works for you. Blogs were really, really good for me for a while. I've thoroughly enjoyed podcasting at the moment, but in some way show up and offer longer form value-based content regularly for your audience. Part three, build a community. People love to feel like they belong somewhere and like they're not alone somewhere. And building a community is one way to do that. Facebook groups are a really popular way to do that at the moment because people can join and they can get to know each other and they can feel like they belong to part of a crew. But it doesn't have to be a Facebook group. Maybe you just have an Instagram page where they can kind of hashtag with, like, with each other and they can follow a hashtag together and they can feel like they belong to something and that other people are doing the same things that they are. Building a community allows them to feel like they belong and so then your audience will feel nurtured because they belong to something with other people just like them. Part four, which is kind of an expansion to that, which is why I want to keep them close together, is I want you to start a conversation. So your audience wants to feel heard, and the best way to do that is to genuinely let them have their say. Now, a community group is a good way to do that, but it might be a hashtag that they can share, where they can share where they're up to. It might be that you slide into their DMs and that you have a bit of a chat with them. It might be that you have a Q&A section on the website, but you need some way to allow them to start a conversation with you and so that they feel heard and understood. Now, obviously, the size of your audience will impede how possible it is to start a conversation. You may not be able to openly chat to everyone in your Facebook group or everyone on your Facebook page, but giving them an opportunity to have their say will definitely help with them feeling nurtured and understood. So as a quick wrap up to that, we've talked about how you show up and that you should be showing up, that you should offer longer form value based content on a semi-regular basis, that you should build a community if possible, and that you should start a conversation. So let's have an action step here, because of course you cannot do these things. You cannot get any movement by listening to me talk about these things. You have to take action. And so today I want you to pick one thing. You'll get used to me saying this because 
In the world of online business, you are constantly bombarded and overwhelmed with people telling you about all the things you probably should be doing. And the truth is you can't do them all at the same time. It's not possible. But what you can do is reflect on what you're currently doing and pick one thing to focus on. So from today's episode, think about it. Is it that you need to show up more regularly? And what does that look like for you? Is it that you need to offer more value-based content, a podcast or a blog post or something to show your audience that you know what you're talking about? Is it that it's worth starting a community and maybe you're going to start a Facebook group? Or is it that you need to start a conversation somewhere and maybe you're going to start using a hashtag so that people can see who's sharing and who's doing what? At the end of the day, it's up to you and I definitely don't have one right answer. Think about what's going to work for you and your audience, but pick one and make some changes because if your audience feels nurtured and respected and looked after and heard, then they are far more likely to buy from you because they trust you. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search Content Into Courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.